It is Nico time in Tennessee. Nico Iamaliava getting the start at quarterback. Joe Milton opting out of the Citrus Bowl. What does this mean? All here on a Thursday, Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome into it. This is Locked On Balls, and I am your host, Eric Kane. We're a part of Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at underscore Kane or at Locked On Balls. Really, really do appreciate you guys for being here. As you can tell, uh, my voice is still a little bit strained. I will say, I recorded Wednesday's show, as I told you guys, I pre-recorded. I actually pre-recorded that on Christmas Eve, so I was really going through it. On Christmas Day, I could barely talk. The day after Christmas was a struggle. On Wednesday, all up until about five o'clock in the evening, I was, I was, it was roses, baby. My voice was great. And then towards the evening hours, my voice started to get strained a little bit. So we're on the uptick. I do want to apologize. If it sounds like I smoked a, you know, a, a, a pack of uh, marble red. So I do apologize, but we are almost done. As you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, I am on location down in Orlando, Florida, Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. And boy, do we have some big news coming out of the gates as soon as Tennessee lands in Orlando. Nico Iamaliava, he is starting the Citrus Bowl. Joe Milton is opting out. What did Josh Heupel have to say about this whole thing? And, and what's the expectations for Nico with a defense like Iowa's. All that and more is coming up here on today's show. So really, really looking forward to it. You know, Joe Milton put out a graphic there over on uh, his Instagram, and uh, it, it read like this. First, I want to thank God for blessing me um, with the uh, talent and ability to play this game that we love so much. Uh, throughout my years here at Tennessee, I've learned a lot. Becoming a man was the best part. Every day came down to giving my all for Tennessee, grinding day in, day out with my brothers. Um, you know, I love y'all boys, Maine. I'm always uh, have y'all boys back no matter what. I look forward to supporting y'all in this week in Orlando. To my coaches, thanks for helping me become a better player, a better person. To Coach Hype, Coach Halsley, Coach Mitch, thank you for helping me become a better man. Respect in all capital letters. Playing inside Club Neyland and especially running through the T, I'm going to miss it all. Playing in the NFL has always been a dream since I was four years old. Now it's time to turn those dreams into a reality as I begin to prepare for the 2024 NFL Draft. Thanks, Vol Nation, for everything JoJo out. Uh, that was his message, message that he posted on social media in a graphic form. And, you know, as you can tell, a lot of these graphics, you know, they kind of have somebody else write them for them. This was Joe. This was Joe's words. This was Joe's verbiage. You can tell he wanted to take the time and, and kind of write that for Tennessee. And let me just say from the, um, from, the, from the onset, what a PR win for Tennessee in this one, Okay. You know, we had talked, we had discussed a little bit about how I wouldn't rule it completely out that Joe Milton plays in this game. He's practicing. He's on campus. I even said several times, you know, if you're going through practice, why, you know, why go through practice if you're not going to play? I just think that there's a process. And we'll hear from Josh Heupel kind of on that process here in just a moment in segment number two. But I think Joe was working through a process. He was talking with his people. Um, he was talking with the coaching staff at Tennessee. He was making sure what he was going to do was the right decision for him. And in the meantime, Nico Iamaliava was going ahead and getting first-team reps, and he was preparing, and he was preparing. So, you know, I, I thought it, at the onset, whenever bowl practices began, that Joe Milton would likely play in this game. 
as we continue to creep on towards the team actually getting to Orlando, it felt as if it would be an upset, honestly, if Joe was playing in this football game. And so, you know, VolQuest broke the news about 10, 15 minutes before Joe Milton put out a, a graphic on social media and kind of thanking Tennessee fans and everything. And I just think from a PR perspective, this is brilliant. Tennessee wants Nico to play. Tennessee wants Nico to get some work in, especially against a stout defense I'll tell you about here in a moment in segment number three. You want to propel this springboard this into 2024. You know, they weren't going to tell Joe Milton he couldn't play in this game. I mean, Joe Milton was the starting quarterback this year. Joe Milton picked Tennessee twice. Joe Milton stayed when he could have left, all that and more. They weren't going to tell Joe Milton that he couldn't play in this game. But they wanted Nico to play in this game. And so the fact that Joe opts out, Joe is still here. He's still working with Nico. He's going to be on the sideline in the Citrus Bowl. He's going to be there as an extra set of eyes and ears and a resource for Nico. It's a PR home run. This is exactly what Josh Heupel wanted. This is exactly what Tennessee wanted. Honestly, for Joe Milton, this is a good look for Joe Milton as well. He does not have to go out there, regardless if he lights up a really good Iowa defense. It's not going to help his draft stock all that much. In my opinion, if he goes out there and he plays poorly against Iowa, it can only hurt him. Because what you did against Vanderbilt, what you did at points in times in 2023, you kind of made your case. But if you go out there against a really stout defense in Iowa and you throw three interceptions, you can't move the football, you know, whatever, it's only going to hurt him. So why not go out on top? I think this is a win for everybody involved. And for Nico, the expectation is going to be through the roof, right? Um, every time he has an incomplete pass, every time he has a turnover, you know, whatever the case is, it's like, oh, we made this type of investment. Oh, man, the, we're paying this guy to do this. It is what it is. But I think this is just brilliant to get him in some work, if he goes in there and balls out, it does not mean that he's going to be a Heisman Trophy winner in 2024. If he goes in there and struggles like a true freshman normally would at the quarterback position against a defense in the caliber of Iowa, it does not mean that he's going to be a bust in 2024. Simply, you want to see what he can do. If he makes a mistake, does he make that mistake again? Or does he move on? His mechanics, his pocket presence, his ability to throw on the run, escape the pocket, all that and more, move the chains. Um, run the football you, you want to see kind of where he is and so I'm super excited to see kind of where you are so Joe Milton opts out Nico Iamali steps in he's gonna be the starting quarterback for Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl and this is a win all the way around any way you want to spend it for Tennessee for Nico Iamali for Joe Milton it's just a win all the way around so um, that was the big news on Wednesday and um, what did Josh Heupel have to say about Nico starting and about really Joe kind of staying around and helping out as well. That is coming up next right here in uh, on Lockdown Vols. Do you want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time? Game Time, great proud sponsor of the show. You don't have to worry about when buying your tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, not just sports. It can be comedy, theater, all that stuff near you as well. With the lowest price guarantee, even event cancellation protection, job loss protection as well, so they have got your back. See views from your seat before you even buy, and you can go on and do all this at the Game Time app by downloading the Game Time app today, creating the account using the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account 
Redeem code Locked On College. That's L O C K E D C O L L E G for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We'll go back into your Thursday edition of Locked On Balls. Of course, the big news out of Wednesday: Nico Imaliava is going to be starting at quarterback for the University of Tennessee against Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. Massive, massive news. Joe Milton opting out. Jalen Wright opting out. Jabari Small opting out. You already know that Tyler Barron's not going to play in this game. Danico Slaughter's not going to play in this game. Tamari McDonald not going to play in this game. Wesley Walker's injured. I mean, there's a whole lot of guys who are going to be gone and not playing in this football game. A chance to look to the future and a chance to see kind of what Tennessee could look like in 2024. So I've talked about it a little bit. What did Josh Heupel have to say about Nico getting the start and kind of how this process went about? This is Josh Heupel from Wednesday's media availability shortly after a Wednesday practice down in Orlando, Florida, about three minutes worth of Josh Heupel on his quarterback at Nico Iamaliava. Yeah, Joe, Joe's been with us uh, throughout uh, bowl preparation just as he was going through his process uh, of how uh, he was going to handle things at the end. Um, guys are excited uh, to get an opportunity to play with Nico. Uh, they appreciate Joe, obviously, for, for everything that he's done. He's been a, a great teammate uh, to everybody inside of that locker room. He's been a great teammate to, to Nico as well. Uh, he's been a part of the preparation. Uh, he'll be with us all week long and, and continue to help us in that way. Yeah, he's, he's smart. He's competitive um, when he makes a mistake, and young players are always going to do that. He continues to learn and grow from it, doesn't repeat it. Um, you know, he's got the ability to reset from play to play, day to day. Um, extremely talented, everybody's known that. Um, but I love the way that he works inside of our building. And uh, he's got a great demeanor about him, uh, but he's great at communicating with his teammates as well. He's continued to grow so much fundam fundamentally, allowed him to play at this level, continued to grow consistency, fundamentals, decision making, being accurate with the football, in command of what we're doing offensively. Uh, this will be his first opportunity to start uh, against a really good defense, uh, but excited to go play with him. Yeah, th this is going to be his first start. A at the end of the day, uh, we got to play well enough. He's got to play well enough to, to help us go win this football game. Uh, that's ultimately uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I said it to the guys earlier. Uh, it's important. Anytime you have a young player, and I don't care what position he's playing, that the other 10 guys around him play at a really high level and do the ordinary things really consistently to allow that guy to function and operate at the level that he's capable of. Um, listen, this game's never perfect. Um, we don't expect Nico to go out and play perfect. Expect him to reset and, and give uh, our, our playmakers an opportunity to go make plays. Yeah, uh, well, that's you know the nature of bowl season now is sure. that a lot of young guys that have played uh, throughout the course of the season, not necessarily in the roles that they're going to have an opportunity to, to play in, uh, during the, the bowl game itself. And, and so young guys got to step up and, and uh, go take advantage of that opportunity. You can look back at the last couple of years and you can see the young guys that have stepped up in those roles when given the opportunity. Um, you know, this is his first opportunity uh, to go out and start a football game, be in command of it the week of preparation. I uh, expect him to handle the week the right way and go out and play extremely well. Well, I think during the course of, you know, all offseason, throughout the course of the fall, as he's gained command of what we're doing, being able to communicate with wide receivers after a play, our offensive linemen, uh, he does it in, in a way that they react and respond extremely well to him. So 
Um, that's just the, the part of growing into the player that you're going to be. The quarterback position, the first thing you have to do is you know, learn your job and learn what's going on around you. Then those leadership traits and communication traits start to come out. Yeah, you know, during the course of the season, we get a lot of reps with uh, our guys that you know, would be considered twos. Um, and so he's had a lot of growth throughout the course of the season during game preparation, but out on the practice field as well. Uh, during the bowl prep, we emphasize the young guys a lot early. Uh, we have some young wide receivers that have played a lot of football. Those guys were considered young. He's gotten a lot of reps with those guys even before we got into uh, the actual game prep. So uh, he's gotten a, a lot of work with those guys. It's not an entire season of volume with them, but I anticipate those guys being on the same page. Yeah, he, he's functioned well during the course of the season, uh, during spring ball, during training camp. Uh, he's handled bowl preparation extremely well. He's got really good command of what we're doing. Yeah, it's not just the numbers that say they got a really good defense. You can watch the film. Um, you know, they're dialed in. They make you earn it. They don't give up a bunch of big plays. That's in the pass game and in the in the run game. They're really good on third downs, getting off the the football field. They've created zero and negatives. Uh, they adjust during the course of the ball game extremely well uh, to the things that they're seeing. Uh, it will be important for us to go maximize our opportunities and and uh, create big plays. Uh, but you got to sustain drives in this one. And, and so, you know, first and second down are really important not to be in third and long. And third down, you got to convert. All right. So that was Josh Heupel and a lot of his comments about Nico, about Joe, and about the Citrus Bowl ahead. That was after Wednesday's practice, if you notice. Boy, the throat feels good. I had a little little, little cough drop there, a little throat, you know, a little medicine there during the middle of that, uh, <laughs> during the middle of that, um, uh, that, that sound bite there. So uh, we'll see how long this lasts. But, Anyway, um, you know, any way you spend it, man. I had a friend one time, and he was always joking around. But it's like, you know, how do you, you know, how, how do you take down an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. How do you climb a mountain one step at a time? I mean, I think that really should be the approach for, you know, Nico. I mean, Nico, you you don't want to come in. I know the expectations are going to be all over the place for Nico, but you got to keep it simple. You know, especially against a, a defense in Iowa that you know has great prowess and you know is pretty good across the board. I mean, you just need to focus on. You know, positive play, picking up a first down, then pick up another first down. And then eventually, if you pick up enough first downs, you're going to move down the field and score. And while you're doing that, in the midst of that, you will find the explosives. You will find those hit and miss plays. Somebody will hit a crease. You're going to make a throw. You're going to throw it. You're going to, you're going to thread the needle, whatever the case is. You just can't expect it to go all out there and say, okay, well, now finally we're going to see, you know, the 2022 offense of Tennessee football. I mean, you know, Nico's going to make mistakes. Nico threw some interceptions at practice last week. I mean, point blank, he's a young guy. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, he's going to make mistakes. But um, I, I do think that it is um, really, really cool because there wasn't a whole lot of juice coming into this game. Let's be honest. This was the Citrus Bowl. Iowa is a boring football team. Offensively, it's just, you know, you want to throw up instead of watching them play offense, right? Defense is really good, but defense isn't sexy. I love defense, but defense isn't sexy. Tennessee, on the other end, limping into this game, 8-4, and four, which I'm not saying that should be the standard. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But again, remember, over the last 15 years, how many times would you have given anything for Tennessee to be 8-4? and four? However, 8-4 and four is disappointing this year. It's a testament to what Josh Heupel's done. It's a testament to you know where this program has come in just a short amount of time under Josh Heupel. So my point is, Tennessee's kind of limping into this game. Disappointing, not a whole lot of juice. You have a quarterback that is out of eligibility, and it appears that a quarterback that is really not a fan favorite the majority of the season is going to play in this football game. 
and now he's not. And now the the second coming, if you will, of the quarterback position, you know, Mr. NIL, number one overall player in the country, according to On3 Sports. Um, you know, the five-star quarterback, Nico Iamaliava, is now going to start this game. So not only is there going to be a lot of juice for Tennessee fans, rejuvenated excitement, but really college football fans all across the country, they're going to tune in and watch this game. Because think about that class, 2023 quarterback class, Arch Manning, Nico, Malachi Nelson, Dante Moore. That was a really, really good quarterback class. Two of those guys have already hit the transfer portal. Arch Manning has not played. Nico's barely played. So of that really, really solid class, you know, there's not been a whole lot of opportunities, especially for Arch Manning and for uh, for Alcon Nelson and for Nico. Of course, Dante Moore's had an opportunity or two. But point being, Nico's going to get a shot. And so a lot of people know who Nico is. And so I think a lot of people are going to be attracted to watching this game on TV. Maybe Tennessee fans are going to be coming down and saying, well, you know, there's a direct flight from Knoxville or from Nashville to Orlando. Maybe I'll go ahead and take that trip down there and watch Nico in his first start. I think this game has become one of the, not biggest, but I think this game has become one of the more popular games in all of bowl season outside of the playoffs now because Nico's getting the start. That's how big it is. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, we'll talk about Nico expectations on tomorrow's show. I'm going to go ahead and write it down, you know, what we should expect from Nico in tomorrow's show. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and ball out. I'm just saying he's going to attract some eyeballs. And it's nice because this game was really just didn't have a whole lot of juice with it. But you can see a lot of things there from Josh Heupel that he said. He's going to make mistakes. This is his first start. You know, he's he's been in there repping with, the, with these wide receivers. That shouldn't be an issue. You know, Joe's helping him out, all that type of stuff. You know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, this bowl game, you know, really, really caught some uh, – some some good some good PR and then some some good attention heading into the weekend before they t- before they kick off on New Year's Day on Monday. All right, when we come back, what about this defense for Iowa and what are some of the challenges that are going to be presented for Nico? That and a whole lot more is going up next right here on Lockdown Balls. Do you want to say about our friends over at FanDuel? As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers they stay hot over at FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on that action than right now. The app is super, super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, a whole lot more as well. You know we like to play totals here on Lockdown Balls, and we love the overs because overs are fun. Overs mean a whole lot of points, and uh, you can play that over at FanDuel Sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. One more time, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn for $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. More with Lockdown Balls coming up next right here on the show. All right, we got a final segment left here this edition of Locked On Balls. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Again, I appreciate you for uh, staying with me. As I, I promise you guys, all day Wednesday, my voice is fine up until I decided to record this podcast. Um, is what it is. And I told you that little throat medicine I had during the uh, during the the audio segment, video segment, and segment number two didn't last an awful lot. As I'm uh, already kind of getting towards 
um, you know, straining my voice again. But we got a couple more minutes, and um, you know, we'll finish this thing off strong. I'll be stronger on tomorrow's show, and of course. You know, on Monday's show, I'll, I'll be back to full strength. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and sending in your thoughts, your reactions to our show yesterday about what does a VFL mean to you, who constitutes as a VFL, all that type of stuff. I had a whole lot of fun. Could barely talk during it, and I do apologize for that, but had a whole lot of fun. I think it's really, really interesting. So I really do appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in and um, and for taking part of that. All right, so shortly after Joe Milton's opt-out became official and we broke the news over at VolQuest and he put out his graphic about, oh, we'll call it 1045 on a, on a Wednesday morning, I put out a story over at VolQuest.com about some of the challenges that Nico is going to be facing in his first start. Again, this is not your first start against Vanderbilt. This is not your first start against an FCS opponent, against a UTSA, a UT Martin, you know, even a Virginia to begin the season, I know that's power five, <coughs> excuse me, but this is Iowa that's really good. And a lot of people, you know, I put out the story and I'm going to read some stats in a moment, but a lot of people are saying, well, go and show you, go and see the offenses that this defense from Iowa, you know, went up against. And you'll see, is it really good or is it just looking good on paper because of the competition? Well, we're about to find out, right? But Iowa's defense, because of playing in the Big Ten West or East or whichever one of those divisions is horrible, I think it's the West, I don't know. But, you know, they, they won that division. They represented their division in the Big Ten Championship game. Got shut out by Michigan, of course, 26 to nothing. 10-3 and three on the season. I'm not trying to say that they're a great team, but their defense is really, really good. I mean, it, it just is. It doesn't mean it's going to be fantastic, but it's really solid, okay? It ranks fourth in the scoring defense in the entire country, allowing just 13.2 points per game. It's fifth in total defense, allowing 274.8 yards per game on average, okay? They allow 172 yards to the air. That ranks ninth in the country, and they allow 102.5 rushing yards on the ground. That ranks 13th. So any way you spin it, they are a top 13 defense in the country, top four in scoring, Okay, top five in, in yards allowed. Okay, top ten in rush or top ten in passing and top thirteen in rushing. They've also forced fifteen turnovers on the season, ten interceptions, five fumble recoveries. They have twenty-seven sacks. They've pitched one shutout on the year. That was against Rutgers, and they held Wisconsin and Northwestern to below ten points. You go look at their schedule, and you'll see those final scores. Offense, they barely score anything but defensively holding these Big Ten opponents to around 13.6 points per game, it's pretty impressive. They're really good across the board, any way you want to spin it. You look at their stats, but it starts with linebacker Jay Higgins, has a team-high 150, 50, let me try that again, has a team-high 155 tackles, four TFLs, two fumble recoveries, one sack, has an interception and a forced fumble as well. Now, 155 tackles ranked second in the country that's behind Jason Henderson of Old Dominion, who has like 167. Nick Jackson is also active. They run a, at linebacker. They run a 4-2-5 multiple defense, just like Tennessee runs, just like the majority of teams around the country run nowadays, 4-2-5. He's forced a pair of fumbles. He has eight TFLs, 99 tackles. This is from Nick Jackson. So really explosive at the middle layer of the defense at linebacker. Up front, you got a defensive end in Joe Evans. Joe Evans is really good. He's forced a team high five and a half sacks, nine and a half TFLs. Okay, that's really solid. 
You have other edge rushers on the other side, like Deontay Craig, Max uh, Lavion, and Ethan Herkitz, who have all combined for six sacks and over 10 TFLs. You come into the interior of that defensive line, Logan Lee, Yaya Black, have three sacks and five and a half stops uh, behind the line of scrimmage. And then you go to the secondary. You have cornerback Dijon, uh, Cooper Dijon, who missed the past five games with injury. He had two interceptions before the injury, and I think he's going to be out this game. But the star player, Sebastian Castro, is a really, really good player. Stuffs the stat sheet with three interceptions, 61 tackles, eight TFLs. It's really solid. Yeah, safeties, Xavier Nakamba and Quinn Schultz. They combined for over 100 tackles and two interceptions. Cornerbacks Jamari Harris and Deshaun Lee have each started the past five games and combined for a couple of interceptions as well. So, again, you kind of look at these stats and it's like, well, nobody's an All-American, at least to my knowledge, maybe somebody is. Nobody's super, super solid, but top to bottom for this Iowa defense, it's really, really good. I mean, it's really, really solid top to bottom. And so that's the challenge for Nico. I mean, that's the challenge that's going to lie for Nico in his first start. Again, this is not like you're starting against Vanderbilt. This is not like you're starting against UTSA. This is Iowa. And so if Nico goes out there and balls out, it's going to look really impressive. But didn't Joe Milton go out there and ball out over Clemson in the Orange Bowl? You know, Joe Milton played well. I'm not taking anything away from his Orange Bowl performance. But Tennessee also had... 6-3 and outs in that, in that bowl game. Joe Milton was also very non-impressive in spurts of that bowl game. But he threw three touchdowns, no interceptions. He threw for 251 yards. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he was impressive enough to where, man, the college football world was talking about him all offseason and all offseason. Can you imagine if Nico gets in there and, and, and just balls out? All the talk he's going to get all the compliments, all the people picking Nico to be the guy. I'm just excited that we at least get to see a spurt of it because we were going to go all offseason and saying, well, I don't know. I haven't seen him play. I don't know. I haven't seen him play. We've seen him play in blowouts. In fact, Nico on the season, I've got it right here. Nico on the season entering this game, 52 offensive snaps. Never appeared in the first half of a football game. And four games total, as a freshman, he's completed 16 of 26 passes for 163 yards and one touchdown. No interceptions. He's got four carries for 44 yards. So, again, he's barely played. He's going to be a redshirt this year. So, I guess my challenge here on the onset is don't overreact. I know you will. I know I will. Don't overreact to anything you see on Monday. The good the bad, the in-between. I want to see it, but it doesn't, it's not going to deter it's not going to deter the 2024 season one way or the other, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Nico Yamaliava is going to be the starting quarterback for Tennessee against Iowa. And what a strong task it's going to be because this Iowa defense is really, really solid. How, you know, having said that though, you know, you might not need to score but 16 points to win this football game. Think Nico can score 16 points and win this football game? I think he can, but hopefully they score an awful lot more. Again, thank you so much for being here on a Thursday edition of Lockdown Balls. Big news, Nico time in Tennessee. Can you believe it? Joe Milton has opted out. Nico Imaliava is now the quarterback, and he will start for Tennessee against the Hawkeyes in the Citrus Bowl. We'll come back. We'll lay out the expectations for Nico, the expectations, all that and more in Friday's show. 
Hopefully my voice is a little bit stronger. Appreciate you hanging in there with me. Thanks so much for being in every single day here. You guys will make this show what it is. Until next time, stay safe, and thanks so much for tuning in to Locked On Balls.